Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be with you today. I've got uh, Michael Cutler's going to be on with us here as soon as we get done with this opening. we got a lot to say and a lot to do, so we still haven't got an hour, so we're going to have to talk really fast. So put your fast ears on. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you. We praise you for the great I am that you are. And we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And Father, may we be a people that are repentant. And Father, we ask for your wisdom. And we ask for your courage. And we ask, Father, O Abba Father, for your protection in these times. Grant us the discernment, Father, as we pass through each day and hear the news here and there, and meet people, and maybe use great discernment. And may we be your beacon in this world that's filled with darkness. It is for such a time as this that I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today is D-Day, and I just about forgot it. I'm a little ashamed of myself. The D-Day is always June 6th. It comes at the same time every year, but it seems to sneak up on me. And it is a national day on our calendars, and we are honoring those who fought on the beaches of Normandy, France. This historical day is a reminder of the, the day the troops of Allied forces staged one of the most pivotal attacks against Germany during World War II. You know, we talked about him yesterday, that greatest generation. And it was President Eisenhower, who was then General Eisenhower, who led this. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The battle liberated northern France. Britain and the United States and Canada sent more than 160,000 Allied troops under the leadership of General Dwight Eisenhower. The troops manned more than 5,000 ships and 13,000 aircraft the day of the initial landing. The invasion is considered one of the largest amphibious military assaults in history. An amphibious military operation requires the use of naval ships to project ground uh, and air power and the designated landing beach. Due to the sheer number of troops, ships, and aircraft involved, Operation Overlord required an extensive planning, and that's what it was named. Code name was Operation Overlord. And today we give homage and thanks and honor those who participated on D-Day and all of our greatest generation back then. They knew what they were fighting for. Well, that was an invasion that was for freedom. But we have an invasion of persuasion coming across our borders. 
It's about destroying America for the common globalization good. This morning's headlines, dated June 5th, exclusive from the Daily Caller, it said, Romanians are flooding the border at record numbers and committing fraud across the United States. On June 1st, we received the Political Insider, and it said, in just 40 days, agents agents apprehended 13,000 people, 600 pounds of drugs at the border, 445 pounds of marijuana, 118 pounds of methamphetamine, 14 pounds of fentanyl, 22 pounds of cocaine, two firearms, six sex offenders, five known gang members, and no, there was no golden ring, and one more known felon. The week prior, they actually had 10 agents were assaulted while they were apprehending 2,043 illegal foreign nationals. Over the same week, they reported 7,570 that got aways. They also seized 1,058 pounds of methamphetamine, 343 pounds of uh, marijuana, 140 pounds of fentanyl, 66 pounds of cocaine, and 16 firearms. They apprehended nine sex offenders and four felon felons, and including one with a record of manslaughter. Last week's American Greatness reported that the Biden White House is the child trafficking racket's silent partner. You know, it's something I've been telling you for a long time. This is not an accident that the U.S. is now number one in human trafficking, and yet they dare talk about slavery and reparations. Don't let these numbers and reports scare you, please. Because New York's proud and well-dressed mayor is suggesting that citizens should open their homes to illegal illegals in order to mitigate the overflow of the illegals who have already filled up most shelters and makeshift shelters. So what if they've trashed the hotels with wild activities? Mayor Adams says, It is my decision to take the next step to this faith-based locales and then move to private residences. (laughs) That's big of him, isn't it? He says we can take that $4.2 billion and $4.3 billion, maybe, now, and we can potentially have to spend, and we can put it in in the pockets of the everyday New Yorkers. I guess they're going to pay you to put up illegal aliens. And I say, let's take that money and ship them back home to the country of their origin. My guest today is Michael Cutler. He's a retired INS super. Okay, senior special agent. We like to call him the super agent. What say you, Michael? Board them in your homes or board them up on a flight home? <laughs> what do you think? How you doing, Mike? How about, how about boarding up the borders? Uh, Amen. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. By the way, uh, there's so much going on, and I'd like to know why we're only looking at the southern border. That Daily Caller article that you talked about involving the Romanians, are coming across the Canadian border as well yes. as the southern border. And, you know, until Biden took office and completely trashed the immigration system, something that I predicted he would do because Mayorkas uh, was a malfeasant director of citizenship and immigration services. No one talks about citizenship mm. and immigration services. It's remarkable. Everyone talks about the Border Patrol, you know, CBP, Customs and Border Protection, ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. By the way, the way that DHS was put together by George W. Bush was in total violation of the Homeland Security Act. Yes. They were never supposed to divide law enforcement into two segments, Customs and Border Protection and ICE. They were never supposed to fold in other agencies 
It was supposed to be a standalone. In fact, I had unofficially worked with Congress, and the idea was the enforcement tripod. So the Border Patrol enforces the laws between ports of entry, the inspectors, the job I did for the first four years of my career, enforced the laws at ports of entry. And then for the following 26 years, I was a special agent, uh, and it's the special agents that enforce the laws from within the interior. I call that the immigration enforcement tripod. Being the globalist that he was, in fact, it was the Republicans who frequently called me to testify to provide a counterpoint to George W. Bush. And, you know, my dad said to me very wisely, nothing is ever so good it couldn't be made better or be so bad that it couldn't mm. be made worse. So then along came Barack Obama, who absolutely <laughs> proved my dad right, because what he did um, made George W. Bush's insanity chicken feed by comparison. And, again, you think you've seen it all. In comes Joe Biden and makes uh, Obama look like a piker. But Mayorkas was actually ordering people to approve visa applications even when the visas involve people who might have a link to terrorism, according to the FBI that warned him. And he thumbed his nose at the Bureau and said, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And he did. And, and when he's the still Republicans, doing it. to their credit, brought this up during the confirmation hearings for Mayorkas to become the head of Homeland Security, the Democrats said, we don't care what damage he's done. He's our guy. <laughs> our guy. Well, yeah, well, they can keep him, but unfortunately, we're stuck with him. I hear the music. We're headed into our okay. first break, Mike. Uh, you're listening to CSC Talk Radio. I'm honored to have Michael Cutler on today, and we're talking about the borders. And it's not just at the south. It's all over. And the north, they're coming in strong there as well. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promised to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
without dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. Now, most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables, lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now, according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day, but on average, we get less than 12 minerals from our foods. Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement, can fill that gap because it contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients. 150 in all. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-316-2224 or on the website Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-316-2224. 888-316-2224. You'll be glad you did. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Michael Cutler, Cutler, retired senior special agent of the INS. And uh, he's um, he's been boots on the ground. He may be retired now, but he knows what's going on, and he's watching it all, too. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the northern border because I read something just two weeks ago that said it, we're being invaded there just as bad. Maybe not, maybe not quite the numbers, but they're coming across that border just like they're coming across the southern border. And of course, as you have always told us, and now I hear mainstream, not mainstream, but all the conservative mainstream media saying every state's a border state. And I heard you say it first. <laughs> so, well, you know, but they're saying it for a different reason. They're saying it because the aliens are moving from the southern border to all the other states. Right. Reality is, all the other states provide access to the United States for everybody entering the, the country. You know which city traditionally has had the greatest number of illegal aliens in the entire country? Which city? Uh, I would guess New York, but I don't know. That's right. That's right. And not only because people coming across the Mexican border head for New York, and they do. We have a huge population of, uh, of aliens from El Salvador, from Central America, Latin America, and so forth. We have a huge population of people from the Dominican Republic who came in through Kennedy International Airport or came in through Puerto Rico and flew to New York uh, and, and then disappeared, okay? We have a huge population of people from the Middle East, the, the Russian uh, community and so forth. So New York City has people coming mostly by air, but New York hits the trifecta. New York State has the, the northern border with Canada. We have seaports and we have international airports. Okay? Mm-hmm. And most of the terrorists came through international airports. Yes. Before Biden destroyed the immigration system completely, not that it ever really had integrity, because that was a reflection of a lack of integrity of the politicians from both political parties. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm and so I want to say that People again. Say, both. Well, if only the Republicans were in control. Let me tell you, when <laughs> Trump was we elected, know better. the Republicans controlled the House and Senate. They would not give him the money to construct the border wall. The border wall by itself is not the solution to the problem. That's idiotic. 
I compare a wall on the border to a wing on an airplane, okay? Without a wing, an airplane does not fly, but a wing by itself goes nowhere. And the border wall was never designed to keep anybody out of the United States. You did not mishear me. I'll say it again. The purpose of the border wall had nothing to do with keeping people out of the United States. If it did, it would have blocked off the ports of entry. The yes. purpose for the border wall was to make it far more difficult for individuals and cargo to enter the United States by evading the vetting process we conducted ports of entry. And yet when the Democrats were screaming bloody murder, it's a wall of hate, it's about race, it's about keeping out Mexicans. No, it's not. It's about making sure that we know who we're letting in, just like nobody would get on an airplane if you saw people sneaking past the TSA. We're being forced to live with tens of millions who evaded a similar vetting process. We conducted ports of entry. So why wouldn't the Republicans give Trump the money for the border wall? It's easy. They want illegal immigration, and I hate to say it, probably want the narcotics also. There have been no commercials about the dangers of drugs the way they've done with cigarettes. And I spent half my 30-year career with the INS working narcotics investigations. I was the first INS representative in New York City to be assigned to the Unified Intelligence Division of the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, and I spent the final 10 years of my career with the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force as an INS agent, but I had desks at DEA, the FBI, ATF, worked with local state police and, and law enforcement agencies of other countries. Why is it, do you think, that there's no commercials warning people about drugs? I can tell you why. Because drug money is being laundered through Wall Street banking and real estate to the tune of unknown billions, tens of Amen. billions of dollars. Think of that. I agree 100%. I don't have the figures in front of me, but I have always said this long before I even had my own show. <laughs> the reason this is going on is because they want it to go on, because it yes. would be it's an easy fix to stop it. Yes, and by the way, I want everyone to think about George Washington. We're talking about a day of history. By the way, we have to remember that those troops, and, you know, I'm Jewish. My grandmother died in the Holocaust. I was named for her. My yes. mom was able to get out of Poland as a 13-year-old. Her mother couldn't. It was the Americans and the Brits and so forth who liberated the concentration camps. And it was General Eisenhower who told his troops when they liberated a camp, he was sick to his stomach seeing what he saw in the concentration camps, he ordered his men to pull the German citizens out of their houses in the middle of the night, if necessary, at gunpoint, take their cameras, make them dig graves for the dead bodies, and he told the soldiers, photograph everything, because 50 years from now, some bum is going to claim this never happened. Okay? <laughs> You're about to make me one cry. one of my all-time <laughs> favorite generals and one of my all-time favorite presidents. He also, in the run-up to creating Operation Overlord, created something called Operation Fortitude, uh, also known as the Calais Deception. He took General Patton uh, and had him run his own army that did not exist except on paper and in fantasy using inflatable trucks, inflatable tanks, and so forth, to convince the Germans that we were coming through Calais, not Normandy. They had to divide their resources, and that is why we succeeded. Had it not been for that brilliant maneuver we probably would not have succeeded at Normandy. Do now we the have generals like the that southern now? Border. Now, I, I want to be clear. The southern border is a catastrophe. We have terrorist groups operating throughout Latin America, moving people and sleeper agents into the United States. But there are so many other elements of this broken, non-existent immigration system that all anyone wants us to focus on is the southern border. 
Uh, the Calais deception was a deception. The southern border is real, but there's far more wrong with the immigration system than the southern border. What do you think of that analogy? And I by the way, you're... last point, Antifa claims to be the anti-fascist baloney. The yes. real anti-fascists were those soldiers who laid down their lives at Normandy and in other battlefields fighting the Nazis uh, and, and, and fighting Japan and the Axis powers back then during the Second World War. They were the real anti-fascists. What do you think of that? I agree with you 100 percent, 200 or 300 percent, if that's possible. I agree with you. I, I have someone that's uh, watching the show on Facebook, and they wanted me to ask you the question about sure. particularly like Florida and Texas that are flying these illegal immigrants into other cities they wanted me to ask you about that i have i have two articles here um uh, both yeah, of them from the know, daily caller they're desperate because it's the federal government that bears responsibility at the end of the day for enforcing the immigration laws but before i forget i want to quote george washington and then we'll go back to the great question uh, washington during his farewell address september 17 1796 a saturday uh, less than 10 miles from where i live here in new york this is what Washington said. This is about political parties. Very wise man. However, political parties may now and then answer popular ends. They are likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government, destroying mm-hmm. afterwards the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. How... Clearly, does that ring true today, Beth Ann? They were so prophetic. They knew exactly because they had lived it. I mean, they had lived it. They had seen it. And here we are falling back into that. So uh, the the articles that I have in front of me, I'm just going to read the headlines. Um, They're both coming from the Daily Caller. They're both written by uh, Jenny, uh, I can't pronounce her name, Tarine. Okay. One says second plane carrying migrants arrives in Sacramento, and apparently they're they're arriving in Sacramento, and and uh, New, <laughs> Newsom's a little upset. <laughs> and uh, then the Texas sheriff, which this one kind of surprises me because the Texas sheriff is calling for the criminal charges over DeSantis <laughs> migrant flights to the Martha's Vineyard. So we're talking about Texas. We're talking about. Martha's Vineyard, that's sets in Virginia, right? And then the migrants. Uh, Martha's Vineyard, no, that's up that's up in uh, New England. Oh, okay, excuse me, New England. Anyway, so we got yeah. three different states, but the sta- sheriff from Texas is calling for criminal charges over DeSantis migrant flights to Martha's Vineyard. But so is the Biden administration. And sanctuary cities violate the immigration laws, harboring, aiding, abetting, encouraging, inducing, shielding. Is that not what sanctuary cities have been doing? We well, not what they wanted. driver's licenses to illegal aliens. <laughs> Motor vehicles around the world are the conveyance of choice for terrorists. Think about that. And so we're prov- they have barriers against car bombs and truck bombs that we have no clue as to who we're giving licenses to. In fact, just uh, I guess about six months ago, the guy that used the truck, the terrorist, to kill eight tourists in New York City on the West Side Highway, just within sight of Ground Zero, the World Trade Center, use the truck and so we're giving people driver's licenses by the way you look at gun violence i would love to know just like when someone has a car crash they talk about blood alcohol i'd love to know how many people that engage in a shooting incident you know especially mass shootings i'd like to see their toxicology reports and i would more and more people to use more drugs 
and drugs seem to do a hell of a job on people's brains. I, I saw that with informants that we had and so forth. You have to yeah. ask yourself, how much of we're, the gun violence is directly we're headed uh, into a, a direct break. result of the drug epidemic? We're headed we're into a break. I think that's a great topic for the next uh, segment. We'll be right back. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with Michael Cutler. For those who don't know, he's been with us before. It's been a little while, but he's retired INS, and he's a senior special agent when he was there. He still is. We call him our super agent. He has the know about immigration and illegal immigration, illegal aliens, whatever you want to call it. Um, I do want to get back onto that firearms, but I want to make one comment to you. I, w- I have a question. Sure. Because it's something, you know, you know, they change the language. Well, you know, I've talked about that before. And I have noticed in the last couple of months, they're using the word migrants a lot. And it frames me because that's not what a migrant is. Now, when I worked for my previous boss, he knew a man here in Missouri, and he raises pecans. And to pick his pecans and get those ready for market, he brought in migrants. Now, I don't know where they came from. But he had all kinds of paperwork and hoops to jump through, what he had to provide for them in the way of housing and this and that. That was a migrant. They came in for a temporary job, and then they went home. So let me share my thought. I I don't mean to cut you off, but the clock is is moving far too quickly, and there's so much more I want to cover. Okay. Look, they they started this with Jimmy Carter. We're going to call every alien, especially the illegal immigrants, okay, so I, I think we need clarity. The difference between an immigrant and an illegal alien is comparable to the difference between a house guest and a burglar. Okay? Amen. Everyone likes company, but not when they climb through our bedroom window at 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay? So let's have clarity. Now they're using the term migrant. They're also use, By the way, migrant simply means any person who travels from place to place seeking employment. It Amen. does not yes. mean that the person's necessarily even an alien. We have American migrant farm workers. Right? In okay. Fact, yeah, Cesar I agree with Chavez that. was furious over this notion of bringing in foreign workers illegally because they were destroying wages and working conditions for American migrant workers. Okay, so they are now using the term migrant. They're also calling them something else: asylum seekers. Now, this is very dangerous. Yes, political asylum is one of the methods of entry and embedding we've seen for the terrorists. In fact, if you think back to the Tsarnaev brothers who carried out the Boston Marathon bombing. That family applied for asylum. Asylum does not mean you live in a country that is poor or there's violence, because if that was the case, many Americans living in cities across America should be able to apply for asylum, okay, especially now with the insanity. Asylum means that because of government policies, you face persecution in your home country based on race, religion, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or political beliefs or or tribal affiliations. Period. It doesn't mean you can't get a job. It doesn't mean the gangs are running rampantly through the streets, like in Chicago, New York, and elsewhere. It simply means you face persecution, okay? Right. So they're allowing everybody that's coming across the border to say, I want asylum. They're not eligible. 
but they call them asylum applicants. That's what the brilliant mayor of New York refers to them as being, asylum yes. applicants, which makes it sound warm, fuzzy, and legitimate. So I, I, I write for Front Page Magazine, been writing for them for many years, very proud of my affiliation with the David Horowitz Freedom Center. And I said that to call these people asylum seekers is kind of like saying that a homeless person who buys a lottery ticket should be described as an aspiring millionaire. How do you like that? <laughs> How am I doing? You're doing great. I knew you'd have some isms for me. I knew you would, comparisons and, and, and stuff. And so understand, they've flooded the system. So these people are being released into America with hearing dates years from now, and in some case with no hearing dates, and a judge that says you can't do that. Paroling aliens into the United States is done for humanitarian purposes. Somebody is excludable. They were previously deported. They have a criminal history. They need medical treatment to save their lives. We would parole them in, make certain that they go to the hospital, have surgery, whatever the treatment is, and then when they're better, they go home. Same thing with DACA, the Deferred Action uh, Program. So this was supposed to be if a family visited from another country, someone got sick, somebody was in a car crash. We're not going to force people to leave while their father or their mother or their child is getting medical treatment. So we would allow them to stay here because we are a very compassionate country, and I agree with the program. But the doctors would have to submit routine paperwork to let you know that, no, the family members still cannot travel. So along comes Obama, and through executive orders, which violate, in my mind, the Constitution, not a constitutional scholar, but they've been using executive orders instead of legislation. So we no longer care what Congress does because the president has his magic pen, right? So that's what they're doing with executive orders, circumventing the entire legislative process, obsoleting Congress and its oversight. Look at what's going on with the FBI right now with Comey, and they're refusing to turn documents over. So what we really have is an executive branch that, that's aspiring to be a dictatorship. I think yes. you look at the Chinese dictators and the Korean, North Korean dictator and saying, wow, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be a dictator. Of course, Joe Biden is brain damaged and has no clue where he is half the time, but the puppet masters pulling his strings are doing that. So the money is flowing into these NGOs. It's remarkable. Non-government organizations have the chutzpah, as we say in Brooklyn, to call themselves nonprofits, even as they get hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts. I mean, how, how are you a nonprofit when you have hundreds of millions of dollars? Again, it's Orwellian. So here's what I suggest we call these folks. You get migrants. Forget immigrants. If you don't want to call them what they are, aliens, call them what they are, clients. They are clients to immigration law firms, and you have immigration lawyers on both sides of the aisle. They are yes, clients to the NGOs that are getting hundreds of millions of dollars to provide for their food, clothing, housing, health care, even as Americans are finding it more and more difficult to put food on their own tables. And what that's do you think exactly, of that term, clients? That's exactly why some of these uh, non-government organizations are pushing for this. And, I'm, and it gets I have worse. In my head, I wrote about it. Yeah, because uh, there was well, one also, outfit that got a, hundred, a $530 million no-bid contract, never did work for the government before. Here's a little kawinky dink. It turned out that the guy that's one of the executives of that company had previously worked for Biden on the transition team at DHS. And, and lest everybody believes that this is just on the Democrat side, it is also oh, no, the Republican no, no, side. We've got to... Both sides. And if you don't like the lobbyists and you don't like K Street, guess who their employees are? The politicians. This is an employer-employee relationship. They write the checks, and the employees, the politicians, do as they're told 
or the money stops, just like if you have a boss, you refuse to do the job, they fire you. If they defund your campaign, that's a political hit because you cannot win elected office today without tons of money. And that's all we hear about. Not about ideology, not about policy, but about how much money has been amassed in various war chests by various politicians. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And and just to uh, emphasize what you said in this article that I have, they say here, just you're not the only one saying is what I'm just trying to con- list, let right. my listeners know. They claim asylum. This is talking about the Romanian uh, illegal immigrants yep. that they have here, uh, aliens. They claim asylum, credible fear, just yep. like everyone else, hoping that they'll process them and release them to the NGOs. <laughs> and, and, and they are, and that's what the 9-11 Commission warned about. That, that's yes. the whole point. The, uh, the 9-11 Commission uh, actually said this, and I think it's, this was, there was a report called 9-11, uh, and ter- was it 9-11 and Terrorist Travel. Yes. And so I'm looking for the, the right quote. Here we go. This is on page 98. This was a report written by the federal agents and the attorneys who work with the 9-11 Commission. It was printed by the government printing office. It's an official report. Terrorists in the 1990s, as well as the September 11th hijackers, needed to find a way to stay in or embed themselves in the United States if their operational plans were to come to fruition. As already discussed, this could be accomplished legally by marrying an American citizen, achieving temporary worker status. That's DACA. By the way, Mayorkas was the architect of DACA, okay? Or applying for asylum after entering. In many cases, the act of filing for an immigration benefit sufficed to permit the alien to remain in the country until the petition was adjudicated. Terrorists. Absolutely. It's almost their operations, obtain and receive funding, go to school and learn English, make contact in the United States, acquire necessary materials and execute an attack. So I guess your warnings was more like a plan for them. They just decided to initiate that as a plan. Oh, my gosh. We're headed into a break. When we come back, we will be in the final segment of today's show. We will get Mike back on. I won't wait so long this next time, Mike. I I appreciate you so much and all that you do. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Michael Cutler, and we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. Now, most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables, lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now, according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day, but on average, we get less than 12 minerals from our foods. 
Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement, can fill that gap because it contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients, 150 in all. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-316-2224 or on the website Immuno150.com, that's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-316-2224. 888-316-2224. You'll be glad you did. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjusted fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Best yet, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Podcast Square. Use the promo code Bethann or just give them a call at 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168. Promo code Bethann. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-432-8150. 800-432-8150. That's 800-432-8150. Return to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Michael Cutler. We're in the final segment. I want to kind of bring it down a little bit. You know, Mike, I realize that we're in a lot of danger. This is this yes, isn't just a few people coming across the border. We've been invaded, and I said invasion by persuasion because they've been invited. One way or the other, they've actually been invited to come across, and they're not the good guys coming across. There may be a few that are families, but they're coming across illegally and. That is troublesome. But the other thing that burdens me, and the fact that it seems to be okay with both the Republicans and the Democrats, oh, occasionally they mention it, but it's the fact, and I know you fought this when you were active um, senior special agent in INS, is the human trafficking. It just breaks it's my all, heart. It's all of this. And, and, and so, so, again, because the clock is ticking, I, I want to do this, and I would like to come back when, when, when you have time for me. But understand that people are being moved into the country also with fake visas. You know, everyone has that, yes. that remark. Oh, the way you defeat a 20-foot wall is bring a 25-foot ladder. You don't need a 25-foot ladder. I could put a, a, a device in the pocket of any alien 
that makes the wall go away. Do you know what the device is? It weighs less than an ounce. What do you think it's a, it is? It's a visa. It's a green card. Yeah. Green and card. you have Mayorkas saying that he will not pursue cases when people lie on applications for U.S. citizenship, even though giving an alien U.S. citizenship is giving them the key to the front door. Okay? The terrorists all used immigration fraud to enter the country and hide in plain sight. And I just read that segment to you. And so immigration fraud is a huge issue. Are you hearing anybody on either side of the aisle talk about the need to ramp up interior enforcement? Absolutely not. All we're no. hearing is we need more Border Patrol. That's Instead it. Instead of hiring IRS agents, hire Border Patrol. Why? Why do we need more Border Patrol agents? We need ICE agents, Okay. I remember doing a closed-door session with members of Congress. They were far more productive than the, than the many hearings that I did because then you don't have that idiotic five-minute clock and you can have a freewheeling conversation. And I remember sitting there with a bunch of members of Congress and their staffers in the closed-door session, and I asked them point blank, how many times does an aspiring illegal alien have to try to enter the country before he or she succeeds? And I believe it was Lamar Smith, who at the time was chairman of the Immigration Subcommittee, who looked really surprised that Mr. Cutler, there's a number. I said, no, there's a formula. It's one more than the number of times they get caught. <laughs> if you're willing to get caught 12 times, 15, it doesn't matter. You will ultimately succeed. And then what happens? And the answer is nothing happens. We have 6,000 ICE agents, and because of the way that the corrupt Bush administration put together DHS, most of the work they do have nothing to do with immigration. They do money laundering, intellectual property theft, you name it, they're doing it. Everything and anything but immigration. Effectively, even with Bush, you had maybe 2,000, 2,000 ICE agents for the entire country. There's close to 200,000 internal revenue agents to make sure Americans don't cheat on their taxes. But 2,000 agents enforcing immigration law with the Joint Terrorism Task Force, the Drug Task Force, going after crooked employers, crooked attorneys. The idea is... You pass tough laws, you don't fund it, and you don't put resources in to enforce the laws. That's the magic act. So, so without interior enforcement, we're now hearing again, why don't they pass comprehensive immigration reform and solve the problem? If you think legalizing tens of millions of illegal aliens without the capacity to interview them, because there's so many, forget about a field investigation, and then they can bring in all of their minor children, so if, let's say we legalize 30 million, and on average they have four children back home, we would wind up with an onslaught of 120 million, million children coming to America who day one would have to be enrolled in schools. Where? They all have an environmental footprint. We have a drought out west. Every person here needs 100 gallons of water a day. It's been said that Biden has let in 5 million. That means 500 million gallons of water per day are being used by people who shouldn't be here. Why aren't the Republicans saying it? Because they want comprehensive reform. If you think legalizing tens of millions who can't be interviewed is a solution, then you would probably accept the premise that death cures cancer. What do you think of that analogy? I think you're absolutely right. And I was just thinking as you were talking about all the needs of them, and then John Kerry wants to take away beef. <laughs> Take Kill away all the cows and make dishwashers use less water. Okay. Oh my God. The insanity, the chutzpah of all of this. And what would this do to the educational system? It costs twenty to forty percent more to educate kids who can't read, write, or speak English. Um, you know, my youngest son who has autism is a successful engineer because of early intervention. They're cutting the funding for those important programs to help American children. 
to teach English as a second language. You wonder why China is so successful. They have moved the fifth column into our country legally and illegally. Their espionage is so regular that the intelligence community gives it a nickname. They call it Chinese takeout. And we just had a, a Hezbollah sleeper agent sentenced to 12 years in jail at a trial. If you looked at all the crimes he committed, and many were immigration-related, plus he went overseas to try to kill what they believe was an Israeli spy. He was scoping out locations in New York City and elsewhere to blow up, and they gave him 12 years in jail. This guy should be in jail for life. He was or here to penalty. kill us. <laughs> and he, he had a jury trial, so he didn't even cut a deal. We went through the bother of a jury trial, and the, ju and the judge gave him 12 years. This is insanity. I want to know if anybody cares about the survival of our nation. And when people bring up the Constitution, never forget Article 4, Section 4, where the states are supposed to be protected against invasion and domestic violence. By the way, my articles are at Front Page Magazine, frontpagemag.com. My own website is michaelcutler.net. And I host the Michael Cutler Hour on Blog Talk Radio Friday nights uh, at 7 p.m. East Coast time, the Michael Cutler Hour. Get involved, folks. I'm a registered Democrat. These are Democrats. They're dangerous. They are totalitarians. They are the fascists of today, the lunatic left. Uh, I, I don't call them liberals. I was raised to be a liberal. Liberals celebrate the First Amendment. They're the, the stewards of the cancel culture. You can't be a liberal and try to shut down discussion with anyone who disagrees with you. What do you think That's of right. that, Beth That's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, it's been scary <clears throat> listening to Gordon Chang and uh, yep. retired General Holt and the fears that they have about all these others that have come I across. Them. I share them. It's, it's uh, scary. And I've been trying to warn my listeners. I hope they're wrong, but these guys know what they're talking about usually. And... Uh, it's, you know, uh, I had a fight with the, with the chief counsel in the, in the House Judiciary Committee before 9-11. I said to him, what the blank, what the blankety-blank will it take, another attack at the Trade Center? We had that argument on the Friday before 9-11. Wow, Mike. Wow. Well, I know the clock is ticking here. We are going to get yeah. you on. We'll call you right after the show, if you don't mind, and we'll get your or sure. text you or something, and we'll get you uh, scheduled to be back on because we've got to keep this going i'm concerned about it all i'm concerned about our nation i'm concerned that um, we're being run by the corrupt and there's no doubt about it and it is not just biden and if they think that the fbi is keeping the papers to protect just biden then you're very naive because there's way too many people involved and there's probably people on both sides of the aisle that were involved with this mess from china i uh I don't know what to say. We just keep fighting the fight, Mike. I appreciate you so much. And I was going to ask you, and so that's a question for the next show. Will we resurrect ICE and bring you back so we can have, not maybe you necessarily, but start rounding up these people if we get the right man in the White House? And again, then we'll have to fight Congress. Anyway, thank you for all that you do. We'll get you back on real, real soon, Mike. Appreciate you so much. You take care out there. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Let's bring America home. Thank you.